Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Let's do this. Another day, another dollar, another edition of The Drive. You're listening to The Drive on 6th and Sports Radio, 6th and the Odyssey app. My name is Karen Harrison. Excited to be here. Rob Brenton is here as well, taking you up until 6 o'clock. No K-State basketball is going to preempt today's show. We have a lot to get into over the course of the next four hours. Coming up in 30 minutes. New Chiefs punter, Matt Ariza, his lawyer is going to be on the show. You guys remember he got in some legal issues off the field. We're going to talk to his lawyer about that coming up in about 30 minutes or so. The lawyer for Matt Ariza is going to be on the show. We also are going to be joined by the general manager of the Kansas City Chiefs, Brett Veach. He and I got an opportunity to sit down and talk about the top storylines surrounding the Kansas City Chiefs heading into the offseason. We will play that for you coming up at 3 o'clock. Brett Veach, general manager of the Kansas City Chiefs, will be on the show coming up. In about an hour or so, we have a lot to get into, including Brett Veach didn't just talk to me. He talked to the rest of the media today at his press conference in Indianapolis. We'll get to that in a bit after. Pizza time on the drive. Carrington, dial me up right now. 913-586-7610. Call number six ones a pizza from our friends over at Pizza Tasio. Pizza Tasio is Kansas City's best New York style pizza, and they've taken over the town. They lovingly use 100% whole milk mozzarella, all organic tomato sauce with locally grown fresh ingredients, all made by KC guys who both know and love pizza. So whether in the mood for a whole pie or maybe just you're hungry for a couple slices. Be sure to visit them now at pizzatasio.com. That's pizza, T-A-S-C-I-O.com. I'd like for you guys to do me a couple of favors. Number one, I need you listening to the drive each day at two o'clock. And you know what? I need you to tell one friend. You don't got to tell two friends. But if you want some of the best pizza in Kansas City, if you also want some of the best sports talk in the city as well, you know what? There's only one place to get it from. And that is right here on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com and the Odyssey app. So over the course of, I would say, the last seven, eight days or so, I've told you guys what I would do if I'm Brett Veach. So I'm excited that I got the opportunity to talk to Brett Veach to talk to him about these same scenarios. If I was the general manager of the Chiefs, I would franchise tag Legereus Sneed. One option is a $33 million franchise tag for Chris Jones. 
The other option is an $18 million franchise tag for Legereus Need. One franchise tag locks a player in to be the third highest paid non-quarterback in the National Football League. That's not what the other franchise tag represents. I know that we have thrown out the possibility of a tag and trade, but I have just never seen that to be incredibly viable when you were talking about the amount of cap space that Chris Jones is going to command and going to lock up. I will say this after hearing what Brett Veach had to say earlier today and talking to him for myself, I feel even more strongly in my take that the chiefs here coming up in the next five to seven days, I think we get an announcement that they are not franchise tagging Chris Jones and that they are going to allow him to hit the open market and allow him to hit free agency. And I expect sometime between now and next Tuesday of when this has to be done, I think that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to franchise tag Legereus Need. Here is what Brett Veach had to say earlier today at the NFL Combine. Yeah, certainly. Um, that's always... Um a stress. You'd like to be able to tag all the guys and pay all the guys, and it's tough because the more you win, I mean, the more you got to pay players. And obviously, when you have this amount of success, you're, you're paying a lot of players a, a lot of money, and then it's equally as tough because you're drafting late. So there's challenges. Um, we'll go through them, and we'll always put our best foot forward. Certainly, want to do what we can to try to keep both those players, and that's going to be our goal in the tent. Uh, hopefully, we're able to figure something out, um, but. Every free agency is different, unique, and crazy. And so, but our, you know, it, we do have one tag, and I anticipate probably using it uh, to help us. But I think our goal is to try to get both those players done and then work down the rest of our roster. That is Brett Veach, general manager of the Kansas City Chiefs, earlier today when discussing Chris Jones, the franchise tag, and Legereus Sneed. So, Rob, you and I, I think, have been on slightly different pages when it comes to this. I mean, there are. Three options here. It is franchise tag the defensive lineman, franchise tag the corner, or not utilize the franchise tag at all. Now, I didn't get the tone that they don't plan on using the franchise tag at all. I think that you have too many, you have two very incredible assets. I don't think that you can allow both of them to be able to hit the market freely and lose both of them to free agency where the only thing that you get in return is a compensatory pick. But just one of the two players is going to be far easier to control and much easier to negotiate with long-term if that's what you want to do. Having Legereus Need play one season under the franchise tag, a year in which the salary cap is going to jump the way that it is, your roster can absorb the one-time Legereus Sneed tax, so to speak. But I don't know if your roster can hold Chris Jones, how much money he is going to be commanding, and the flexibility that you are going to need to go out and make the necessary re-signings. You want to bring back a guy like Drew Tranquil. Maybe you're interested in keeping a guy like Willie Gay Jr. There are obviously moves in free agents that need to be addressed and need to be figured out. But I came away hearing what Brett Veach had to say, and we'll play more of what he had to say, and we'll also catch up with them ourselves coming up in an hour or so. I feel even more strongly in my belief that the Chiefs are going to franchise tag Legereus Need by next Tuesday, and I think that Chris Jones has played his last game with the Chiefs. I just think he says he's going to use the tag, and I understand everything you're saying, but I think what's going to happen is in the next week you're going to see Chris Jones get tagged strictly to protect him as an asset once free agency begins 
and use the next three to four months, which is the tag window, to get a long-term deal done, which will create cap flexibility in the immediacy and in the long-term because you can funny money things up once long-term deals get done. I think they are going to tag Chris Jones with the intent of signing an extension with Chris Jones, and they are going to say, Legereus, thank you for your service in Kansas City. Goodbye, because they have made players like Legereus Sneed a lot of money. They just have never made players like Legereus Sneed a lot of money here. Unheralded fourth-round pick, you know, scrap heap free agent, undrafted free agent. The Chiefs have taken those guys And they have made them good players in Kansas City, and they have turned around, pat them on the back, and say, we loved your time here. Go get paid somewhere else. See Charvarius Ward. There was a time in Kansas City where people arguing about, hey, depending on how team-friendly it is, what do you do with Rashad Fenton? The Chiefs traded him for basically nothing. It has always been walk-on corner, pay for premium assets. Chris Jones is one of the, what, top five pass rushers in the NFL? I think they're going to pay for that premium asset and they're going to let the player like Legereus Sneed walk thinking that they can find that player again because they've found that player over and over and over again. I want to play for you what Brett Veach had to say earlier today at the Combine. Here he is discussing meeting with agents and trying to get a deal done with both of their top free agents, Chris Jones and Legereus Sneed. I mean, we're going to, just like last year, um, with Chris and with LJ, with a lot of our players, we get a chance to meet the agents this week and um, he's at the top of the list and I love Chris and tried really hard to get something done and we didn't. Um, but when we got together right after that Detroit game, we had a great talk and, um, you know, both parties, I think want to be here. So we'll get to work. And, you know, that's certainly a guy we want back and love and want to see him finish and end his career here in Kansas city. That was Brett Veach as he met with the media earlier today to talk about, the possibility of a franchise tag with Chris Jones and Legereus Sneed. So for those of you that didn't hear the numbers, the numbers came out a couple of days ago. Let me pull it up for you here very quickly to let you know what the franchise tag numbers look like. Now it's a little bit different for Chris Jones. So Chris Jones, let's say that he hadn't been franchise tag before the franchise tag would be around $22 million, but this is, He's been franchise tagged now multiple times, so you're going to have to put a little bit of a tax on that. So that's why his number is significantly higher than the $22 million. And the number for Legereus Need is $19.8 million on the franchise tag. My stance this entire time has been we all appreciate Chris Jones. Chris Jones is one of the better defensive linemen in the National Football League. But the opportunity and the time to reach a long-term agreement with Chris Jones, that time passed. Last summer, that was your chance to get a deal done. That was your best window, your most significant window to try to get a deal done. If I am Chris Jones, I don't know if I'm interested in taking a team deal when either you can franchise tag me and give me $33 million guaranteed or you're going to allow me to be the top free agent in maybe the best offseason there has ever been to be a free agent. I just don't know what incentive there is for you to take less on the dollar than what you are worth where I don't know if you have maybe the control over him as a commodity the way that you do over Legereus Need. At $19 million, I think you franchise tag Legereus Need. It gives you a very good baseline on what you want to do to reach a long-term agreement. And I suspect that sometime between now and when the deadline to reach that agreement is at some point over the summer, 
I think that the Kansas City Chiefs sign Legereus need long-term, and they continue to try to build the best young secondary in the National Football League. You got Trent McDuffie, who was an all-pro Sneed, who was much better than I think the accolades represented this year. This was a really, really good secondary, a young secondary that I think the Chiefs are going to want to keep intact, and I think they're going to pay Legereus Sneed this offseason. We'll talk to the general manager of the Kansas City Chiefs about that more coming up in just a bit. We can take your text on this, 913-586-7610, before we're joined by the lawyer for Matt Ariza. I feel even more strongly in my belief that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to franchise tag Legereus Sneed, and I believe that Chris Jones has played his final game in Kansas City. Keep it right here. It's the drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by Deep Esqually Moore. Car, truck, or motorcycle wreck? Remember, Mike's got this on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Download the Odyssey app and listen to The Drive with Carrington wherever you are. Our guy Matt Verderam of Sports Illustrated tweeted this out. Multiple sources tell me that the Chiefs are trending toward using the franchise tag on corner Legereus Sneed. I'm told while nothing is 100% at this stage, the likelihood of Sneed being tagged is around 75 or 80%. That's from my guy Matt Verderam, who is very plugged in with the Kansas City Chiefs organization. We're going to have Brett Veach join the show coming up in about 45 minutes. We're also going to be joined by the lawyer for Matt Ariza, the Chiefs' newest punter. Here's what Brett Veach had to say if you missed it on using the tag and the organization's desire to get a deal done with Jones and Snead. Yeah, certainly. Um, that's always um, a stress. You'd like to be able to tag all the guys and pay all the guys. and It's tough because the more you win, I mean, the more you got to pay players and Obviously, when you have this amount of success, you're, you're paying a lot of players a, a lot of money, and then it's equally as tough because you're drafting late. So there's challenges. Um, we'll go through them, and we'll always put our best foot forward. Certainly want to do what we can to try to keep both those players, and that's going to be our goal and intent. Uh, hopefully, we're able to figure something out. Um, but every free agency is different, unique, and crazy. And so, but our, you know, it, we do have one tag and. I anticipate probably using it uh, to help us, but I think our goal is to try to get both those players done and then work down the rest of our roster. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be likely that you are going to be able to get a long-term extension done with both players here coming up in the next week before you have to make a decision on what you want to do with the franchise tag. I do expect the Chiefs to use it. I do think they're going to use it on Legereus Need. I do push back on this notion, Rob, and it's something that you and I are just on different side, like our top text right now. 
CDOT, we have empirical evidence that shows that Brett Veach doesn't pay for corners and Chris Jones is an all-time chief. He'll be back. I push back on this Veach doesn't pay corners when they have had two corners since he has taken over that we have even had a conversation about would you want to pay. And I would say that two is probably too much. I didn't hear a whole lot of people when Kendall Fuller was a free agent pushing to bring Kendall Fuller back or when Charvarius Ward was here. Charvarius Ward was a fine player, but this cornerback that they have as luxurious need, this is the best cornerback that they have had come up in the Brett Veach era that has now hit free agency and has now hit this point. So I would say that we are using this evidence and information when there's really only been two examples in eight or six off seasons on whether or not you want to keep a player of his caliber before. And this is by far and away the best. Now, if we get through these next two off seasons and they don't do this with Snead and they do bring Jones back and they let Snead walk, or they do the same thing with Trent McDuffie, who could be a 23 year old. He might be in the argument of being the best corner in the national football league. I would say, I don't know if we can really use that data and information to say that he doesn't really pay for corners. Someone says, but he also doesn't go searching for corners that will need to be paid in free agency either. Well, now I feel like we're arguing both sides because over the last couple of years when I was like, hey, go get so-and-so, it was, oh, well, we've got this figured out. We've got the young guys. You remember when I wanted James Bradbury and Bradbury did not get a significant amount of money. The sentiment was we don't need to do that. This is the first time that you have a corner in Legereus need that is better than a majority of the corners that you could have potentially gone out after in free agency and is the best player that you have had on your team that is now hit. This is a different situation than bringing in James Bradbury, who had just been cut. This is different than bringing in Joe Hayden, who had just got released. This is a corner in the prime of his career that knows your system, knows your scheme, and is really everything that we think that Steve Spagnuolo's defense is about. It's about creating pressure. Two years ago, he was the best blitzing corner in the National Football League. It's about versatility. It's about being interchangeable, the ability to play safety, the ability to play inside corner, nickel corner, the ability to play on the outside. Sneed is everything that Steve Spagnuolo wants in a defensive player. I think it's a different conversation with him than we've had for most of the players that we've been in this place with. Yeah, but doesn't Chris Jones check all those same boxes of a player that Steve Spagnuolo wants on a defense? Like, he's versatile, plays inside, outside. Remember, he famously, not in this year's AFC title game, but last year's, identified the Bengals' right tackle was weak, flipped out to that position, rammed him over, and it led to the turnover that the Chiefs then took over on the ball. He is all about pressure. He's one of the best interior pass rushers in the NFL, one of the best pass rushers, period, in the NFL. Like, I get your point. Sneed is different animal than the Chiefs have ever experienced at cornerback in the Brett Vigera, although Traverius Ward was a first-team All-Pro this year, and that's a player they walked on. This Sneed's just different. But every time pass rusher, or really, if we're being honest, either side of the line has been a thing the Chiefs have to address Brett Veach has been super aggressive in addressing that issue. Remember the first year he had to rebuild the defense on the fly. Here we go. Totally rebuild the marquee move trading for Frank Clark. That was, we have to rebuild the pass rush. They traded for Emmanuel Ogba. The pass rush is our top priority. The ensuing year, they brought everyone back because it was, Hey, it's pass rush time during that first Super Bowl year. Terrell Suggs pass rush. Then they had the horrible Super Bowl against the bucks. It was O and D line. We're rebuilding the O and D line. 
He has historically been an offensive and defensive line where you win in the trenches guy and we'll figure it out elsewhere. I don't think that just stops one offseason because they have a really good corner in the prime of his career. I think they realize we have a really good corner and a really good pass rusher. We value pass rush more because we always value the trenches more. Text line 913-586-7610. CDOT, if Veach wanted to pay Snead, why did he wait until now when he's the oldest and most expensive corner? They've also drafted several corners over the last couple of years, including trading up for McDuffie in the first round. I would counter with, we've never really seen them pay anybody early other than Patrick Mahomes. Who's the player that Brett Veach, early on in their contract, they have negotiated with and signed to a long-term deal. They haven't done that with anybody other than Mahomes. So, I mean, if we're going to say that conversation, we're going to have that same conversation here coming up next next season about Creed Humphrey. We're going to have that same conversation about Trey Smith. We're going to have that same conversation about Nick Bolton, who is now due up for a deal. They've just never really negotiated early with players. They've usually gotten everything they could out of the rookie deal And then at the end of it is when they've negotiated. This is the first time we've started to really have any of those issues where there was a player whose rookie contract was up that you now wanted to keep long term. Think about those early draft classes. We weren't having this conversation about paying McCole Hardman early or some of their other players. They just haven't had many of those guys that have come up. So some of the debates that we are now having, we have just not been in that position with the Brett Veach era because now his draft picks and the guys that you have used to now get to this point, this is the first time that they've been eligible to now go get paid. Didn't he try to re-sign Orlando Brown, though? It's not a his draft pick. But he definitely tried to lock up Orlando Brown long-term. Which and he is, failed. He failed. <laughs> and he failed. He absolutely failed. That happened. It didn't get done. It didn't get done twice. But you mentioned, hey, historically, when his guys have come up, he hasn't paid any of them. He's walked on all of them. He actively tried to lock up Orlando Brown Jr. Also, I know it was his second. You're right. And really quickly, though, but they did franchise tag him one time. They didn't let him outright walk in free agency. That's they true. then franchise tagged him the first time. They then tried to negotiate. So I'm assuming they tried to negotiate with him before his deal was up. He was unwilling to do that. They then franchise tagged him. It bought you a second window to try to negotiate with Orlando Brown Jr. He then said, no, again, you were not going to franchise tag him the second time. Like they exhausted all of the rookie contract and rookie control that you have over Orlando Brown before they did that. They have not done that yet with Legereus Need. They are now about to do that with Legereus Need. And I know that you and I are a little bit different when it comes to value of contracts, et cetera. But if I had told you now with what we know about Legereus Need, like we have now seen him play, that he signed coming out of college. He signed a four-year, $3.9 million deal. It is now going to be, if you franchise tag him, it is going to be a five-year, $20 million deal for Legereus Need. Not a single person listening looks at that as a bad contract. Five years, $20 million with what they've gotten? Now, you gave him a lot on the back end of the deal, but even over the life of the contract, you have come out incredibly well when it comes to Legereus Need that I would not consider now franchise tagging him for a season to be overpaying. Now, if you do it two times and he plays under the tag next year, all right, you're starting to change the conversation. 
But right now, if you franchise Sag Snead, and let's say you do not negotiate with them, kind of like what happened with Orlando Brown. Hey, this is how much we are willing to pay you. If you're telling me you got five years of service with Snead for $20 million, was about what it would be, you came out all right. I guess in the sense of a five-year, $20 million deal, you're right. But... Ken, that's not how these things work. That's you always looking at the next deal. You want players on a second contract and you want to maximize their value on every contract they're on. Legereus Sneed has gone above and beyond his contract value, as you just pointed out. But now, because he's a fourth round pick, he's going to want more than market value, as I'm guessing what his, you know, agent said. I doubt his representation are like, hey, we'll keep doing team friendly deals. So you have to make tough decisions. It seems like the Chiefs are equipped to handle the tough decision with Legereus Need because they built in protection for this moment. They don't have any built in on the field protection for Chris Jones. They have if Chris Jones walks, they got nothing. They got not a thing. I think you kind of have to stay with Jones and let Sneed walk. Text line 913-586-7610. We're talking about the top story. We're going to be joined by Brett Veach coming up in about 30 minutes or so. Brett Veach was at the combine earlier today and talking about the top story of what their plan is with the franchise tag. So for those of you that don't know, the Chiefs have a week. They have one more week to make a decision on who they want to franchise tag between Legereus Sneed and Chris Jones. One of them is likely to get the franchise tag, and the other one is going to hit free agency. Here's what Veach said about meeting with agents. I mean, we're going to, just like last year, um, with Chris and with LJ, with a lot of our players, we get a chance to meet the agents this week, and um, he's at the top of the list. You know, love Chris and tried really hard to get something done, and we didn't. Um, but when we got together right after that Detroit game, we had a great talk, and, um, you know, for Matt Ariza joining us on the show today. We'll react to what we just heard together coming up on the other side. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car wreck? Get the money you deserve. Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Kansas City, it's Isaiah Pacheco. You're listening to The Drive with Keraton Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. I don't want to spend too much time talking about this, but I do think it is an important conversation. I, Rob, I remember when... I maybe fully understood the Me Too movement. Like, I remember the exact, like, date and time that it happened to me. And you remember when it was a really big thing on social media. And I remember seeing a lot of women that I knew post their stories onto the Facebook feed. And just 
you have no clue. Like, these are not conversations that you have with your female friends at times or family members or people that you went to class with. These things don't come up. And a lot of the conversation was around, these are things that we say, but people just don't believe us that these happen. I remember thinking, oh, so kind of like racism. Like, you will say, oh, this thing happened. Like, no, it didn't happen. Like, yeah, I'm telling you, this happened. It, It clicked for me in a way, like, oh, this is real, this is serious. And my thought press, my thought process on process on, excuse me, started to change. And I think around that same time, America's did as well. I'm not here to lecture you about the times that we live in, but we all are aware of 2024 and how things sort of operate. I cannot imagine being a 21-year-old individual who you have finally achieved your dream. You have made it. You were drafted by an NFL team. You were given the opportunity to go to camp compete. You then outright won the job. And as you are entering the National Football League, you then get an allegation that you are a part of a gang rape in 2022. That happened. You... Matt Ariza, no, you did not participate in this. You were not even physically there once the act happened. And then the 16-month time frame of you trying to clear your name. And I do think it's important to have this story is I will feel very differently in this if he was ever charged. I'd feel differently if he had reached a settlement in this. But the fact that Matt was pretty strong in the I will not settle. I did not do anything wrong. I am not paying for this. I did not do it. I am here to completely clear and exonerate my name. So we're talking about somebody who was never charged. We're talking about somebody who did not reach a settlement and was cleared of all wrongdoing. I don't know how to treat that person at 23 years old the way that he is other than allow you to, quote, re-enter society in this way and continue to push and pursue your dream. I think you're allowed to do that. But I do think it is unfair as a society that we preach so much about second chances and then innocent until proven guilty. And then in these situations, we then bring up, it just, he didn't do it. Like, if you got the evidence that he did it, then present it. Because the videotapes say that he didn't do it. His cell phone location said that he didn't do it. I believe that Matt Ariza is innocent. I believe it. And the Chiefs feel that way. The league feels that way. And the legal system feels that way. So I don't know if it's fair to hold his past against him. And I think it's unfair to not allow that young person the opportunity to go out there and continue to pursue their dream. So that's why I think it's important to at least get his lawyer side of the story. That's one side of the story. And maybe we'll get to hear more about Matt Ariza's side of the story. But again, never charged, didn't pay a settlement. They had video evidence of the act, and he is not in any of the multiple cell phone videos. And his cell phone did not ping where the location was at the time they said he was. I don't think he did it. I don't think he was there. I think that person is innocent, and I think that person should be allowed to continue to move on with their life. It also sounds like from the interview that there's a greater than not chance that Matt and his lawyer will be 
countersuing the lawyer of the alleged because it seems like they maintain that right because they feel like they were wrongfully accused, and that's noteworthy. I think in modern society, we are a big I want it now. We want self-gratification. We want the answer to complex questions in seconds. It's the whole point of social media. You slide down, you get new information coming fast and furious. We want everything with an immediacy. And legal battles are inherently the opposite, both in the police sphere and in the sphere of the courtroom. They are inherently slow because it takes time to dig, find the truth, and then move on from there. And I think, and I'm probably to an extent part of the problem because of my activity on social media, when we first see a news story, we jump to a conclusion and we move on. It's over. I saw that news story. Here's what I believe happened on to the next because I remember I saw the Matt Ariza story when he was cut by the bills and felt like, ugh, he's never playing the league again. Tough break for punt. God, see you later. But a slow, arduous, but correct legal process played out and has shown that he is innocent because his cell phone wasn't there. Video shows he wasn't there. The witnesses say that he wasn't there. And then the criminal charges were never filed and the lawsuit was dropped and he is likely going to countersue. It seems like by every account, he is at least exonerated of any wrongdoing in this moment. And I think, and I understand people who Google his name are going to be like, oh, yuck. But a slow process showed that he was actually in the right. And I'm happy with his lawyer on and his lawyer said via what his agent told the lawyer, don't settle we want to be totally cleared of any wrongdoing. And that's how it played out with Matt Ariza. And I do think at least in this scenario, like I think there's a couple of different things at play. I think one of the things at play is, and we're going to hear from Brett Veach coming up in a little bit, is like one of the things at play is the position that he played and where he was drafted. Where let's say that this was a more prominent player. I don't want to throw anybody's name out there, but let's say it was a more prominent player that player probably goes on the commissioner's exempt list where your sixth round punter, you are not going through all of those things. You are just outright releasing that individual. But again, not to stand on a soapbox, but like, isn't this the justice system that people believe in? Someone was accused of something. They went through the legal process. We then found evidence to believe that what the accuser was saying was not accurate. And now the person who was the accused of Matt Ariza, he is now cleared of wrongdoing, and now he gets the opportunity to resume his life. Like, isn't that the purpose of an investigation? Isn't that the process of a legal investigation? So I think it's wrong of me or anybody to hold those things against Matt Ariza. You went through the process at every single turn. You came out on the other side. And again, I, I, I truly believe that you then get the opportunity to move on and see where the rest of life takes you. Now, I hope you understand if you're Matt Ariza that because of this, people are going to look at you a little bit differently if you get in trouble again. That's at least where I am. Bro, you dodged a major bullet. You don't get two, three, four, five chances. Maybe you should in an ideal world, but that is not the world that we live in. If Matt Ariza has another incident in Kansas City, bro, you out the league. You got a second lease on life. You got your life back. 
There's no third chance. Maybe you shouldn't be on your second chance, but circumstances have led you now to chance number two. You don't get chance number three. So if you were Matt Ariza, you know what what my advice to you would be? I'm walking the straight and narrow. You don't need to get a DUI. You don't need to get a parking ticket, my boy. You need to be following the law to the utmost. You need to have your hands at 10 and 2. You need to be yes, sir, no, sir. You need to do everything that you possibly can correctly while you're in the National Football League. You got a, most people don't even get a first chance. You got a second chance on life. I would not blow it if I am you. And let's see where this kid's story lands. I hope it works out for him. I feel for him on just a very, very human level. I hope that it works. I hope that he has success. I hope that the ending of his story is a successful one because the early chapters of it sounds like it was an absolute disaster. Coming up on the other side, we'll be joined by Brett Veach, general manager of the Kansas City Chiefs. we got a chance to catch up with him after his press conference at the Combine. We'll go through the top stories regarding the Chiefs this offseason. Come right back. It's The Drive. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 